This week, we're at Canafest in Prague, where we discuss home gardening, home brewing, and personal freedoms. Right here, right now, on Critical Grass. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Critical Grass. It's stimulating, mind-expanding, safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing. The hula hoop of the jet generation. And as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Critical grass. He's looked at both the pros and cons of blowing pot. He's not convinced that grass is all that harmful, but there is room for a lot of doubt. Why don't we wait and see? There's a lot of testing to be done before we'll know all the facts. Critical grass. Hello, my name is Robert Weverka. I'm from Czech Republic, from Prague. I'm a head of uh, NGO called Legalizace.cz, founder, publisher, and editor-in-chief of magazine Legalizace. And uh, I'm also working, I'm a, like independent expert on reforming drug policy. Prague by Vizcor. That's right, we are back in Europe this week, following yet another edition of Cannafest, one of Europe's largest cannabis trade fairs, now in its ninth year. The fest attracts over 20,000 visitors from all over the world, with over 250 exhibitors, dozens of workshops, hemp-based foods and beers, vape lounges, musical performances, and an international business conference with scientists, patient advocates, activists, and more. This was a prime opportunity to meet with some movers and shakers in the industry, and first up on that list, a man by the name of Robert Weverka. After doing some extensive traveling on the west coast of the United States, as well as numerous other places around the globe, Robert returned to the Czech Republic in 2007 and actively participated in the fight for legalization of cannabis. He joined the civic association Legalizace.cz, became its press spokesman, later also the chairman. Since 2010, he has been the publisher and editor-in-chief of the magazine by the same name. He is currently a member of the Security Committee of the City Council of Prague's 2nd District and an independent expert on drug law reform. Quite the Renaissance man and a pretty busy individual, Robert was in his element at Canafest, speaking to various people from all over, and I was fortunate enough to pick his brains for a few minutes and get some primo info on the state of cannabis in the Czech Republic. I first asked him where cannabis prohibition in the Czech Republic came from and how his organization got started. There was a, there was a communistic regime until 1989, and in the time cannabis was also illegal, but it wasn't, it, the whole cannabis wasn't so highlighted, you know, so it was more like underground, in an underground scene among artists, you know, and people like this, and hippies yeah, and hippies sort of, so it was a good tool for, you know, dictatorship to actually repress these people and say, wow, I actually smoke cannabis, you know, but it wasn't such a big issue, I mean, it started after revolution when cannabis became more popular and actually there is a much more uh, highlighted all kind of use, the grow, you know, grow shop started and, uh, and, uh, 
the biggest, uh, there were two changes, the major changes, 1993, I believe, it was done, uh, I'm not sure about the years, but it started with this like bigger than small amount that they started to talk about, like you have small amount, if you have bigger than small amount, then it's a problem. And in 2010, they did a change in the law and they said, because before cannabis was together with like other illegal substances, you know, like cocaine, heroin, or pervitin, amphetamines, uh, and DMA. It was everything in one group. And in 2010, they put growing and cannabis, growing cannabis and processing cannabis in a special group to treat it differently. Because when you would end up in front of the judge with like a couple of plants in your garden, and he would compare it with, uh, you know, heroin you would be most of the time free, you know? So, because they would see, okay, it's like harmless, you know? Cannabis is harmless in comparison to, to other substances. So they change it in a law to be able to reinforce the law, you know, uh, prohibition law on cannabis much easier. So they make it actually worse. Uh, our NGO is existing actually for 20 years. We celebrate the 20 years anniversary uh, this, uh, this year. And so far, we were from the very beginning doing demonstration for legalizing of cannabis, a million marijuana march. So we joined the global movement, and we do it in Prague, which is quite big. Which is quite big. Uh, we in uh, like actually meet like 15,000 people every year who will come to to join it and demonstrate for changing of drug policy. Uh, what we do, we basically stimulate the public opinion towards a positive uh, approach to cannabis. Uh, our main campaigns next to demonstration is a campaign called Seeds for Seniors. We basically for more than 10 years uh, give uh, free seeds uh, of cannabis to everybody over 18 and we support them in growing for personal use and uh, we give them uh, information also how to grow, how to process cannabis and also we have a uh, legal advisor so if people get in troubles then we can help them. So that's that's the uh, main thing we do and next to this uh, our NGO is actually part or me personally but actually the whole NGO is part of uh, uh, expert team in uh, parliament. We work on uh, new proposal for drug policy which would allow everybody to grow personally a couple of plants uh, for himself and then keep the harvest and process it into whatever they will decide so we didn't we don't distinguish uh, recreational or medicinal cannabis we see that people for personal use use cannabis for personal use and that's their, that's their right actually so that's that's main main thing and of course we uh, we are here at Canafes, we go to different events and we basically talk to people. We uh, started a petition two years ago, we asked for signatures which will be used actually to push the proposal for personal use in parliament. So we put information and people together, we kind of a kind of a hub for people who would like to know something about cannabis and they don't really know about the situation so we're here to, to help them. True is that actually I joined the organization uh, uh, 11 or 12 years ago, uh, 2007 it was. I joined it and I was uh, helping to do this demonstration and since then I actually become part of it and uh, later a year later or two years later I become uh, uh, head of, it, of the organization. So, and the main 
reason was, of course, to join in the first place the global demonstration to point out that cannabis is also in Czech Republic and then people are actually uh, stigmatized and uh, criminalized for, for growing or possessing cannabis for personal use. And uh, later on, it grew into kind of a main activist organization in Czech Republic. Activism is the main, main, main thing, basically. Activism, which is changed to like professional, more professional, experting um, approach so we uh, we help people we have patient we help patients we uh, we help uh, uh, victims of uh, of prohibition and also we talk to professionals from office of government in uh, with politicians we talk to uh, yeah pretty much everybody in uh, trying to point out that cannabis is for everybody and the criminalizing users or the plant is actually, that's the only illegal aspect of cannabis. More than just a magazine, Robert's organization is the first stop in the Czech Republic for information of all kinds on cannabis. Their aim is to associate both natural and legal persons with the common goal of influencing drug policy, particularly with regard to the legalization of cannabis, hemp products, and their derivatives. To do so, the association conducts various activities, including organizing cultural, social, and educational events, as well as information campaigns, lobbying, research into the potential of cannabis as crops, research into the safest ways of growing from a health and environmental point of view, reducing the health risks associated with the use of cannabis acquired from the black market, support for the public debate on the legal status of cannabis and its users, providing an information portal, publishing activities, and coordinating related activities with those of other individuals or groups in the Czech Republic and abroad. Should you have issues with the law, they can help you with that as well. So they have a wide range of activities, which leads to the question, what is the status of cannabis as of right now in the Czech Republic? In this moment, it is... Cannabis is known, but it doesn't have such a good reputation that it would be taken seriously as it's supposed to. So you can grow industrial hemp as the law allows within European Union, up to 0.3 THC plant registered strain can be grown, but actually it's really hard to process it because there is no, there is missing the facility to process it into certain, uh, you know, uh, uh, material. So it's not working as good as it could be. You know, there are like a couple hundred hectares actually only uh, of industrial hemp. But you can grow it. It's a problem to, of course, to process it into food, into certain things. Uh, the law doesn't really take seriously all the aspects of, of use. Recently only it was allowed to use industrial hemp flour uh, because it was only allowed to use stalk or the seed. So now we have also flour in it, you know, but uh, the, you know, the buds. So it's industrial hemp. Then we have for last five years uh, the system of medical cannabis. So actually you can go to doctor, he can prescribe it, uh, he can prescribe a cannabis for you and then you go to pharmacy and you can get it there. But there are a lot of buds. <laughs> but the, the other buds. Uh, you have to pay for it. It's not. It's not actually covered by your insurance. So you have to pay for it. The tri- the price is like triple than on the black market. So it's really difficult for people, especially seniors or patients, to get it. So I call it like really unmoral law, because actually the state is making money on those the most in need 
you know, seniors and patients who should, who should get it for free. Uh, it's really hard to obtain it. You have just a couple of doctors, you have just a couple of pharmacies, there's no enough hemp, and actually it's not supported by the whole system, let's say the uh, Ministry of Health. You know, they don't really like it because the cannabis has a really revolutionary uh, potent plan which can eventually help, if not in a curative stage, then, uh, then uh, in a palliative uh, treatment. Uh, it's not really in favor of, uh, you know, old-fashioned conservative doctors, so it's really difficult to push it through. So, uh, for a lot of people, as it was done last year, the study, from 10 million inhabitants in Czech Republic, uh, almost 1 million uh, last year used uh, illegally uh, cannabis as a medicine. There are just specific doctors, there are like, I believe like 40 now, 40 doctors for the whole country. You know, which is really difficult because if you live in a remote area, in a small village, it takes you ages, you know, to go somewhere to doctor, you, you need to have the diagnose, which is on a list. You have to prove that you tried other uh, conventional treatment before the cannabis is prescribed to you. And it's like, after these five years, it's kind of, there are a couple of, in Brno is one doctor who is really like a uh, hardcore activist in a way, so he's really pushing it through. He, he works in a, a in treatment in a center for pain. So he really, there are quite a lot of proofs that actually cannabis helps uh, you with, uh, with pain. You know, so you don't need to take opioids or anything, you just, you just smoke cannabis and, or vaporize, actually they vaporize cannabis and uh, that helps. So, a couple of doctors and pharmacies, it's like 60 or 70 in the whole country, which is not a lot either, you know. So, basically the system doesn't really work and people want cannabis and they just grow it. So, it's a medical, medicinal cannabis, you know, there's a lot of, lot of work to do because uh, people want cannabis, it's uh, proved by state that it's a medicine, but the state doesn't really provide it, so people grow it illegally and they get into troubles and that's the whole thing around. Even in a place that started to develop a bit of a reputation for its liberal drug policies, there still is a stigma attached to cannabis in the Czech Republic, thanks to the propaganda efforts of prohibitionists over the past several generations. However, it's not a barren wasteland from a legal point of view either. Minor concessions have been made over the years and progress is evident, but prohibition is still in effect and you can end up in hot water with the authorities should you go too far. As far as cannabis as medicine is concerned, the Czech Republic is in a similar situation to that of its neighbors, namely Poland and Germany. The latter two passed medical cannabis laws last year, allowing for doctors to prescribe the plant to patients. However, there still is a lack of knowledge among both patients and doctors, and good luck finding it in pharmacies as only a small percentage stock it. But change is coming, albeit not fast enough for some. How do things appear on the recreational end? And then you have recreational cannabis, if it's distinguished like this, then the recreational cannabis is actually uh, full prohibition, there is a zero tolerance. The only thing is, which a lot of people don't really see as a problem, is like up to five plants growing or 10 grams of possession, it's only administrative offense, so you get fined and the cannabis is seized, they take it from you. Over that amount, it's a criminal offense. But if they catch you while you are uh, harvesting or drying, then it's actually seen as a production of drugs and it's a, a criminal offense no matter of the amount. 
So you have one plant, you grow five plants, you cut them, you hang them, and you go to jail, if you're caught. So that's actually, that's the whole situation. So the public opinion is really liberal, you know, people see it and understand it, you have big events, you can you cannot do anything, but people are, like the public is really tolerant towards cannabis these days, you know, but the system doesn't. That, that's the whole problem. So criminal penalties are still a threat, despite the relaxed attitude of the public. But as Robert says, it's the system that's the problem. Medical cannabis is permitted, yet the recreational kind is still seen as a no-no, at least by the authorities. Is there a distinction in the Czech Republic, and what is the overall approach? We just do, we don't see it. I mean, distinguishing cannabis on recreational or medicinal, it's a little bit fake, you know. It's a build-up story to kind of place the cannabis somewhere and regulate it there, you know. That's why the medicinal cannabis is created as a, as a, as a special group, you know. But we see that you should be allowed to grow in your own garden whatever you feel like, if you don't cause harm to anyone, you know, and having cannabis in your garden and then using it for, for your personal use, it's your right actually set by constitution. So we don't like the distinguishing uh, cannabis into these groups. So we see that every adult should be allowed to grow a couple of plants for himself. And we call it personal use. Because the recreate, if you're sick and you go, you go somewhere on the holidays and you recreate yourself, basically it's, a, it's kind of a treatment as well, you know. Robert seems to be of the conviction that all cannabis use is medical use. And I think this is a very valid argument. He gives the example of going on vacation for recreation from work, which can realistically be viewed as a type of treatment, be it against stress, physical recovery, mental relaxation, and so on. And cannabis can be consumed for the same purposes, despite what prohibitionists warn against. So we know at least the medical use of cannabis has broad support in the country, despite the poor availability of the substance in pharmacies, and at least according to Robert, public opinion is largely in favor. This begs the question, what's stopping the legislators from going fully legal? The biggest obstacle is uh, lack of political will or guts to really go for it. Now we're changing it because we have pirate party in a, in a, in a parliament. Uh, it's one-tenth of parliament is pirate parliament. And uh, with those guys, because they uh, have it in a program to legalize cannabis, we work on a, on a law proposal which would allow exactly growing five plants and then processing it and keep it for your personal use. It's actually almost on the table because we started, uh, we kind of uh, follow the Canada uh, style because they set up the law and they uh, open it up to public to, to have a debate about it. So we left it open on a website for two months uh, as, a, as uh, people can go read the proposal, read all the necessary information which go with it and uh, have their own opinion. And we collect the data and then we, if they're valid, we put it in a proposal. And actually in uh, November, in November latest, we will put it in a, in a parliament for reading. So it's actually really close. We have it done. It's like everything is prepared. Now we look for, uh, for um, let's say, support of members of different other political parties in a parliament to, to have it you know, stronger 
beginning, the, the, the first kick, the, the start, it will be stronger. So it will be more than just Pirate Party. Political will was lacking. So what did they do? They organized. They joined the Pirate Party and campaigned to win seats. With 10% of the Czech parliament now in the hands of the Pirate Party, they had enough support to make a proposal and send it for a reading. And from the looks of it, it's not just the Pirate Party that will join in on the action. So it looks like even this little landlocked country is inching towards legalization and regulation, and they're doing so at a faster pace than their more populous neighbors. With the long term in mind, I asked Robert how he thinks legalization in Canada might affect what's happening in Europe and what sort of regulated market he envisions for the Czech Republic. Canada did really good thing. It's a big country. They can they can do it. Uh, they had a majority in the parliament, so basically it's their own uh, own decision, and they run it. Uh, we see certain things uh, too much of regulation, so we just uh, we don't really do the business so far. Now we want we believe, or I believe personally, that uh, any regulation of cannabis should start with a personal freedom. And you, you know that you are allowed to do it. Like you are allowed to bake a bread, but you can go also to bakery and buy uh, buy a bread in a bakery. You know, and same should be with the cannabis. You know, so you cannot have bread or apples illegal and just sell it in the special stores. You know, for a lot of a lot of money. So everybody should be allowed to grow. And of course, like with a beer, you can brew your own beer, but still people go to pub and buy beer on tap. You know, because it's much more convenient. So we see the same with the cannabis, and we want to start a personal freedom, and sooner or later uh, the business part will uh, take take place. Also, you know, we want to work more closely on cannabis social clubs as the most, uh, in my opinion, effective regulation which can be. You know, so group of people grow together. Uh, they know what they're growing. They have professionals on growing. They have doctor. They have. Uh, you know, people from addictology, you know, all kind of people who can help people to use it the proper way. We don't like abusing. We don't support people in doing cannabis. You know, we say if you are interested in it, then you should get proper information and you should be treated as an innocent person mm-hmm. because it's nothing bad. You know, you know, okay. it's not a crime. Growing cannabis and uh, using it or giving to someone, it's not a crime. So when you start to sell it, then you have the regulation. You have to prove that you grow on a proper soil, that you treat it right with fertilizers, that you store it properly, that you sell it properly, you know. Then the regulation should take a place. But what do you do in your own garden, like with the plants, that's your own business. It's a renaissance of cannabis, you know, and it should be different. It shouldn't be regulated at all, actually. The global prohibition should end it. The cannabis should be taken from the list of illegal substances, you know, and as I said, it should be treated like potatoes or tomatoes. Robert makes some good points here, particularly with reference to personal freedoms. He mentions how homebrewing is perfectly legal in the Czech Republic, which is to be rather expected in a country that is ranked at the very top of the per capita beer drinking table for over 20 years now. Yet most of the beer consumed is produced by major breweries and not by novices. Robert believes a similar model should apply to cannabis as well. If you can grow your own produce or bake your own bread or brew your own beer without any impedance from the law, why should this apply to a plant that has no known lethal dose to the human body? Once that becomes accepted, 
then the business side and regulations will fall into place. Robert particularly likes the Spanish social club model for his country, and with the current cannabis culture in place, it seems like it could be ready pretty quickly once the laws finally permit them. What I particularly like about Robert's vision is that it also includes a support infrastructure that involves education for consumers and assistance when and where necessary, something other industries clearly lack. So with prohibition starting to crack in North America, and progress also being made in numerous European countries, I wanted to ask him how soon he thinks we'll see full-scale legalization in this part of the world. It's very difficult. I mean, there are changes happening on a, on a global level. You know, like on uh, United Nations, there is this uh, force or movement to actually rescheduling cannabis from the worst possible group to ease it, to the most, like, still illegal but uh, cannabis would be seen as a, as, a, as a different substance. So this is happening. Then on a European level, it's very difficult because we can see that each country of EU is actually looking for special regulation uh, for the you know, local needs. But it varies from Dutch policy to, let's say, Polish policy, you know, or something like this. So actually, as European Union should be united with the law and stuff, on cannabis you can see that actually it's not working, you know, because there is still the local, and if you go to local, that you have a, your own local government, your own local uh, parliament, and depend on people in those, uh, in those governments, uh, they basically uh, create their own uh, drug policy, you know, so... Uh, it has to be changed, I believe, from one nation to other nation and then see that it's working in one nation and it can be played somewhere else. Canada is different because it's, they, it's a big state on its own. United States also, they have different tools. I mean, most of the uh, states in the United States actually got legalized cannabis because there was like a national referendum on it, you know. So politicians actually weren't so much in favor of it. But the public opinion was different, you know, so they could change it. In Czech Republic, we don't have such a thing like a state referendum. And of course, we have the neighboring countries and the European kind of, you know, uh, policy and uh, treats. So it's much more difficult and it's up to each country to go as far as they can and they see uh, the result. I mean, we see Holland or Netherlands doing quite well. But still, they don't have full legalization either, you know. So I believe it will happen soon. I think it has to be done by a change in a, in a political field. There are actually new blood, fresh minds, you know, and young people seeing the world differently has to take place in, in such institutions and they can be changed, you know, really quickly. Because it can be done really from one day to the other, almost, you know, if there would be the political will. They're too conservative. They don't know really how to how to deal with it. They don't feel strong enough as a nation to fight for it. They are not really interested in a, in a making world or a country for people more pleasant. And they still live in a, that prohibition issue. You know, the only effect and actually success uh, of global prohibition is that there were three generations of people completely brainwashed and believing that cannabis is pretty bad. You know, so I'm really happy for all growers and activists and people who actually grow it no matter what kind of policy it was. Because now the 
we teach actually seniors and, and, and patients to use cannabis and it's done by all, all the local growers, you know, because they know the most about it. It's difficult to say what soon actually means, but with the number of EU countries now embracing at the very least medical cannabis, we can remain optimistic that this will happen within our lifetimes. After all, this is how the whole movement started on the west coast of the US. Last but not least, I asked Robert for some advice for young activists. This is really important for activists to talk to professionals, talk to public, talk to politicians, do events, do demonstrations, present cannabis from all the positive aspects, you know. And as I said, we don't highlight uh, just smoking. We show and prove you can make paper, you can make textile, you can make uh, food, you know, it can be used for all kinds of things. It's like a plan for future, you know, it can help the whole environment, you know, if you compare it with like, it was paper was made from cannabis, you know, for thousands of years, you know, and now it's everything made from wood and it will last like 200 years and it's gone, you know, we have old books because it was made on cannabis paper, you know. I mean, you can say these small things like, yeah, even dollars, like the bills are yeah, actually, the yeah, yeah, the, the, the notes, the bank notes are actually made uh, from cannabis. And with that, we say farewell to this week's guest. Thanks for uh, chatting with me today. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed the, the rest of uh, Canifest. Yeah, same for you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share uh, what I know or feel or want to do. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Robert. <laughs> Episode 10 is now in the books. We have officially gone metric. Keep coming back here for more if you enjoyed this show and feel free to share it with like-minded people on the internet or wherever you go to distract yourself from work. My name is Bogdan. See you at episode 11. Naschledano!